All right. Well, uh, thanks again, everyone, for coming. And uh, gosh, it's great to have such good resources around you. Uh, you know, I, I thank uh, our uh, other pastoral staff here. Uh, it's it's such a, a gift to have um, you know such experience, but also such theological depth uh, among us uh, as called pastors. We have a a resource that is unparalleled in many ways in most places. So uh, thank you uh, for your presentations. Um, this is sort of a, you know, end summary, a little bit uh, lighter, um, but uh, more of a, okay, so you have this information, right? You got both the, uh, the theological and the political. Uh, now, what do you do when you meet someone or when, uh, you know, uh, your sister-in-law or your brother or, you know, some punk kid uh, tries to tell you that, you know, okay, well, you know, it's, it's a woman's right or whatever. Um, you know, so, so I'm sort of going to approach it from that perspective of, okay, how do you address abortion in a day-to-day conversation? Um, so uh, first among Christians. Um, again, these, this is sort of an example scenario. Um, I gave you this. It's, it's really nice. It's from CPH. Uh, they did a great job, and they give everything in here. I mean, they have the history of abortion. They have what kind of abortions happen, um, where the unborn are children in the Bible. Um, you know, so you're, you, this is a wealth of Bible verses and even something you can hand out to someone. So uh, take one with you, and then if you really like it and you want to take some to hand out to someone, we can order more. I'm going to put them out in the front of the church um, as a resource to people. So just grab them as you want. When I see that they're out, we'll, we'll resupply. Okay. Um, so again, this is just a resource for you. So uh, the verses I mention are just a couple of these, but this has a bunch of them. Um, and it puts them in a great order. So I just, I just wanted to comment on that, why I gave this to you. Um, all right. So if you're among Christians, uh, you know, wh- where do you start, right? Uh, so your sister-in-law who is a Christian, uh, you know, tells you, well, you know, I think that women have the right to an abortion. Uh, We start with the Bible, right? But the problem with starting with the Bible that we've already addressed is uh, some people don't believe in the Bible and some people do. Um, And that includes Christians. Um, So uh, if they acknowledge that all of the Bible is God's word, right, that's, this is sort of helping you, you know, okay, what am I trying to get to? Do they acknowledge, you know, so if your sister-in-law is uh, another member in the LCMS, all right, we're good, okay? Uh, we'll deal with uh, the ELCA in a second. Um, so uh, if they acknowledge that all of the Bible is God's word, okay, great. Now you pretty much are done, right? Um, you know, the, the battle's over, at least from a theological standpoint. Um, you know, they have no foot to stand on when it comes to Scripture and the clear uh, admonition of God, as has already been explained. Um, so they acknowledge the Bible is God's word. Then you have really two, uh, two verses that I picked out. But again, there's a bunch more in here. But first, you can start with Psalm 139. This is the one everyone knows. It's very popular. Um, uh, I, you are, I knit you together in your mother's womb. Right? So this shows that personhood is there from conception. Right? There, there is no question. Uh, God knows us and knits us together. He is intimately involved in the process. Um, so there is no way anyone can take a child being knit together by God himself and say, oh, it's totally fine to destroy that person. 
Um, so I like that's why I like Psalm 139. Uh, it's just a clear statement of Scripture. Uh, number two is that the Lord kills and makes alive. Um, we're not so much dealing with the killing part at this point, but that all life is from God. And that has to do with every life, animal life and human life. But every life is from him. And no one scientifically can say that at conception, when a sperm and egg are together, that they are not life. That, that is an impossibility. They cannot deny that. And therefore, if life is there, God has created it. And he is the one who creates all things. Um, so these two verses really help you. Um, and, you know, sister-in-law, LCMS person says, <sighs> okay, <laughs> um, at least biblically you're right, okay? <clears throat> and then she becomes the LCA. Um, so going to ELCA. Um, so someone who does not acknowledge that God's word is scripture, and scripture is God's word. So this is the, uh, the age-old devil's lie. Uh, the Bible contains God's word, but it is not equated with it. Every word of scripture is God's word, but this person says, no, it's not. So if they do not acknowledge that all the Bible is God's word, you can still try the verses above. Maybe, the, the, I mean, God is good, right? And he will use it to, uh, to help all Christians who are sincere in their faith uh, to come to a knowledge of the truth. Um, but there is a deeper spiritual problem, uh, and, this, and the spiritual problem of not acknowledging God's word may be a better topic to continue talking about. Um, so, you know, if you get to that point with your sister-in-law, uh, it is, I, I sort of addressed this back when you were doing a Bible study, uh, but it's good to talk about abortion, but um, in the sense that you, you can help people acknowledge the truth about these things. But if you have a fellow Christian who is struggling with what they believe about the Bible, this is a bigger topic, right? Um, and, and, and so it's, it's better to, if you can, get into that um, and then get back to uh, abortion later. All right, so uh, let's say, you know, sister-in-law, uh, okay, now we're done talking about uh, the, uh, the Bible stuff and, and wherever you land on that. You can say, okay, so scientifically, um, even at the time of Roe v. Wade, it was commonly known that life begins at conception. It is a complete and utter lie that anyone thought differently about it at that time. They knew the truth that life began at conception. Um, you know, again, you can look at science textbooks from the time. I mean, it was very clear. Um, you know, and, and again, uh, anyone knew that before when the psalmist wrote Psalm 139. However, uh, even now, you know, we can examine these things. And you know the amazing thing is at conception, they, they, they can see this, this happened. There's a burst of light. Did you know this? It's, it's amazing. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, this is simple cause and effect. When a sperm and an egg unite, a life is created. That life is the same life that is later born. And at all stages, whether inside or outside the womb, it is a human being with a soul that Jesus died for. So a person is always a person entire, an entire person, so a body and a soul. Whether that body is really, really small, as in, you know, a couple cells, or if that body is really, really big. A human being always begins at one point and ends at another. Um, well, for Christians, we don't end, so. Um, but we know then that that person is worth the blood of Jesus Christ. So they're, they're invaluable uh, in the sense that they, you cannot put a price on it. Uh, you cannot put a, you know, dollar sign on it uh, or, you know, a, well, you know, let's compare uh, riches or a person, right? Uh, 
right? Um, so they are not a quantity, but rather a child of God, or rather someone that God died for. Um, so that's among Christians. Uh, again, they're just. This is just a sample sample scenario, um, but I just wanted to sort of put it out there as something that you know, when you're talking to that person who you're close to, or or maybe just you know someone that you meet uh, in another Christian denomination, these are just things you can begin the discussion with. Um, so, what about the non-Christian? Oh yeah, and I wanted to make the comment now that um, we've had the other the, the other panelists uh, that uh, again, th- this is the enlightened. Right, based on Pastor Baisley's presentation, these are those who uh, have the light of Christ already revealed to them, and therefore they are in the light, and th- they're not just in shadow. And so they are able to distinguish these things, um, and every Christian will eventually, if they are Christian, believe this. There, there is no option when it comes to abortion uh, for Christians. Right? There is no question. Uh, it's not a, oh, well, it's a debate. It's not a debate. Right? It might be in your mind. But just because you believe a lie doesn't mean the truth doesn't exist, right? Um, so, uh, so that's part of this. And also, um, again, we're in the United States where people, uh, you know, have these laws and we're able to engage. Uh, going back to uh, Gary's point, uh, we are able to vote and we're able to actually persuade people. And this is a good thing. It's good to be involved in public discussions on this. It's good to be involved with other people and and convince them, especially Christians, about the truth of these matters. All right, so going down into the shadows, uh, in uh, Pastor Baisley's words. Um, so what do you do then with, with someone who's not a Christian? You know, again, they are in the shadows. Um, they don't really, ha- they don't have the same starting point. Um, well, again, first you start with your faith. Um, I think that this is clear only because, again, our number one point is not to convince them of an earthly truth that life is valuable, right? That's, that's a good truth, and, and, but again, it's not the truth, um, or rather the, the value behind all truth. Um, so it's good to start with your faith. Tell people what you believe in, why you value human life. Again, typically, they have been brainwashed from the time that they were a child that evolution is true. They seriously think that we came from specks of dust, right? I mean, and, and if that's your value system, then you got to start from somewhere different than that. Um, and it's quite inspiring, you know, for someone who thinks you're a speck of dust to realize, oh, look, I have a God who loves me, and Jesus actually died for me. And so, again, it, you can use this as it comes up as an opportunity um, to speak about why you think life is valuable in the first place and where you think it came from. And he said, well, you know, I think God made the world, um, and he uh, gave his only son, uh, that all people would be in heaven with him because they sinned and they needed to be cleansed. Again, it doesn't have to be super complicated, um, but simply a, an explanation of the gospel to them, uh, I think is a good starting point, um, especially on these heated issues, um, because really we care for the person, right? We're not trying to win an argument. Again, if you win every argument on abortion, it will not get anyone into heaven. And I know that's hard to, to take, but it won't. It's not the gospel. It's the law. And the law is good, but it can't save anyone. Right? So, so that's, that's the thing we Christians have to keep in mind is um, don't just use the law. Uh, it, again, it is good, but continue to get the gospel in there too because that converts people. Right? The law does convict people. It doesn't convert people. Um, so use it as an opportunity. 
Again, for, for a non-Christian, if they want to talk to you about this, or if you have an opportunity to talk to them about it, um, you know, bring it up and just say, you know, I, this is why I think life is so valuable. You know, I, I believe in a God who died for me. Uh, and every single person that has the same value, namely the blood of Jesus. You know, that's, and again, that, it just, and maybe memorize something that you can say. You know? um, so that's a good place to start. Um, but secondly, you can include, again, the science, uh, that life begins at conception. Um, again, it's a scientific fact. There, there's, no, there's no question about this in, in the community of any scientist who does any work with embryology or any of these other sciences when it comes to pre-born children. Um, they all know the truth. When cells multiply, that's life, period. So you can't say that it's not life. No one can say that. No scientist could say that and remain a scientist, right? Then they become a liar. Um, and maybe they want to be, I don't know. But, um, but the point is that uh, if, they, if this person is sincere in the shadows about the truth, then you have a place to go with them. Um, you may not convince them um, that, you know, that it's still, you, may not, you still may not convince them that it's still good, but the truth of the matter is um, that this is a life and that all life is valuable. Um, so you can begin there with the science, um, but but you know I, I brought in the, I brought in the chicken and egg thing because you know people need pictures, and I think sometimes you know just because it's on the inside, the unique part about birds is they bear their their children outside of their body, right? Um, which is which is sort of funny, but at the same time, no one denies that the thing in the egg is a chicken, right? No one denies that, um, and yet somehow we become crazy. And illogical when it comes to being inside the womb, right? Um, so I think it's just hopefully it will help to dislodge or give them a new picture of okay. So let's just say the egg, the person was outside of the womb and developed there, right? Are they a person? Um, and of course they are. Again, once the, if that egg is fertilized, it is considered a chicken. Okay? Um, so human life is always human, no matter the stage in its development. Um, so these are some simple ways to address people. Um, but again, I, I think, honestly, common sense nowadays, I mean, that's worth its weight in gold. No one hears it anymore. <laughs> you know, it, and the, the nice thing, though, and I, I don't know if I was talking to Pastor Wolf about this, but the only way to maintain, what is the only way to maintain a lie? Another lie. You have to keep lying, right? You can't stop lying, because the moment you stop lying, the truth just trumps it. Um, not the president. The <laughs> Sorry. Um, so so the, the moment you stop lying or you stop listening to a lie, then the truth, that's why the truth is always the victor on the battlefield. I mean, lies have to constantly cover it up and work really hard at doing it because the truth is always out. And it will always come out. Right? No matter how many times you may call yourself a man or a woman, it doesn't change your DNA, and it won't. Um, and same thing with a human being. No matter how many times you may say it's not human, it doesn't change the truth of it. Um, and so the more we speak simple truths, you know, and that's why I kept it you know, pretty basic and pretty simple. Uh, I don't want to oversimplify it. But, but again, these are just basic things. Uh, and I think most people would just acknowledge, oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> um, but in the shadow realm, right, where people don't have the revelation of Jesus... Um, there is still truths that we can give people that you have to acknowledge by natural law. Um, it is reasonable 
uh, and, and indeed logical uh, that life begins at conception. Um, and it is a truth, right? It's not a revealed truth. You can examine it. You can find out those things, and we already have. Um, so I, I think that starting with these simple ways and remembering that when you're in these conversations, again, the, the best part about tensions in our nation is it gives us an opportunity to bring hope. Right? I mean, when people are, I mean, it's going to get dark as it already has been. Um, but, you know, uh, I, you, any of you have been in a cave where they turn out the lights? Mm-hmm. All right. So when you light a match, how much does it illumine that spot? I mean, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing when you light a match in a, in a dark cave, the amount of light it emits that you would never think that it would emit that much light. But, you know, because it's the only light source, it's, it seems way bigger, right? Um, and we can see someone strike a match from, like, a mile away. I mean, it, it's, there's some, like, you know, do, do, have you heard of this, Mrs. B? Maybe this is in, like, some textbook I read somewhere. But anyway, um, but our, our eyes are so sensitive to light. Um, but, again, the darker it is, the more sensitive they become to light. And so the darker it gets in our nation, the more that when we speak these simple things, people go, Whoa, you know, again, this is God's wonder is that he uses Satan's darkness against him. You know, I mean, on the cross, on the the most tragic day of all creation, God redeemed the world. God died and somehow everyone is saved. (laughs) So so at the same time, you know, again, abortion, uh, it's a going back to Roe v. Wade. It's a wonderful thing that's happening. I, it, it's hard for me to, to really think that it's going to happen. Maybe it won't. I, I like that you put it there that it hasn't come out yet, right? The, the, it could all just be the same, and this conversation is just moot. But it's not uh, – it, it will never be a bad conversation um, because this is one of the greatest evils our nation has ever committed. Um, hands down, we have killed – what is it? 26 million children? Well, it's over 60. 60 million children. 60 million. This is more than all wars. There, there, there is no greater human travesty that has ever been committed in history. All wars combined. Nothing. Is it? Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah. And they were alive. 100 million? Yeah. No. Yeah. Cultural. In oh, Ukraine, it was like 40 million, wasn't it? 30, I think it was, under Stalin. They killed yeah. 30 million. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness. But we got nothing to brag about. Uh, oh, but we're working our way up there. Yeah, right? yeah. well, <laughs> and, and maybe maybe that too, though. This is just the United States. Yeah. Right? The world is 50 million a year. Okay. So, so I, yeah, I, I still think it surpasses the rest. So, so again, uh, to put this on the level, I mean, again, these are numbers that are just uh, who can who can really fathom, you know, uh, one uh, and and we say one percent. Well, how many people died of COVID? A million now, something like that. Yeah. Worldwide. But what? Worldwide or in America? In America. Something like that. So, so again, I mean, to put these figures next to each other, we we. I only, I only bring up the COVID thing, not to bring the whole issue up, but rather to, to say we were very sensitive about that many people dying. And yet, what happened to our sensitivity with everyone else? 
right? Um, so, so it just gives us a way to, to begin to wrap our minds around, um, you know, what we uh, can do as Christians. Going back to Isaiah, uh, what we can do as Christians is proclaim the truths of God and protect the innocent wherever we can. This is not a time to, uh, you know, oh, well, you know, we can't do anything about it. No, continue to vote, to continue to make other people aware. In every arena you're part of, um, you know, fight for the unborn. Uh, and do so because you love them and as Christians. Uh, you know, at the same time, proclaim the gospel, the reason why you do it. Um, any other concluding remarks? Yeah. One thing I find, uh, I, I spent four years in high school in uh, forensic debate. It's not just parliamentary where you state your position to where you actually are judged by others as to what you want the case for what you did. And what that drives you into uh, some interesting situations where you have to say, for instance, in the debate, shall we allow abortion? You have to, as a Christian, debate yes. Because then you begin to learn how people think. Well, I find that when I talk to most people, most people, in general, over the years, subjects like this, is that you have to judge where they're coming from. Most people in the abortion debate, if you think about it, it's back to this thing about being trying to be nice to people. So, well, right. yeah, you know, so that's, what, that's what they want. There is where you can work on all the reasons why being nice is not for allowing abortion. For those that are the hardest to keep going off in, in the circles of weird stuff, starting, starting to sound like Anton LaVey and all these other people, frankly, the Lord had, you know, the, the Lord said to us, let's put it this way, his judgment be done. He said to us, if they kick you out of the town, for instance, when you're preaching the word, knock it off your one leg or two, you got it. Knock the dust off and leave because it's not you they're rejecting, it's the Lord. And I think. That's the way I deal with it, with the conversations. It really started to get weird. I said, Lord, help these people go away. That's right. But for a lot of people, you put that spark. You talk about the spark of the conception. My, my job is to throw the, I figure in all of these, is to throw the pebble in the water. Watch the ripples go out and see how the butterflies rise and that's rise right. from the, uh, the shores. You know, that's, that's the goal. It doesn't have to be much. Just right. Enough. And, the, and, and that's the thing is, you know, proclaim the gospel in all circumstances and pray. Right? And that's, uh, that's, that's our great benefit is we bring these things to the Lord. We're anxious for nothing. Um, all right. Anyone else? Oh, yes, Tony. Uh, on behalf of uh, our Board of Evangelism, I just want to thank everybody who showed up today. And I think we should all show a little appreciation to these three men who prepared such a wonderful presentation this afternoon. Yes. So I'm going back to when Pastor Wolf brought up paganism, and I was reminded, I think it was the judges, that each time a judge died, the people would go back to their wicked ways. And the point of paganism is that everything that happens to you has a meaning, and it has a visual meaning that you have control over. And so um, it's like you have a need to know everything. Like, everything has to have a meaning. You can't just have one thing that you can't see. It has to be visual, just as the Israelites need a visual with the golden calf, or that they need a visual with the judge. And when that visual is gone, then they were left to their own devices. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Ron? Ray, Ray Nitschke's numbers was 66. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's oh, sort of a devil number. but <laughs> Well, with that, let's close with prayer. <laughs> the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
Dear Heavenly Father, we give you thanks that you have brought us your truth yet again. As we have distilled it from your scriptures and proclaimed it among us, let us go out into this world that you have made and proclaim this redemptive truth to your people. For you have died for the born and the unborn, and we ask for your strength to proclaim it to all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you didn't get one of these, you can grab one. Next week, it's the Bears.